Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together with Bruce, we have, well, I guess been together for 26 years, right? Something like that. 27. Oh, it's um, losing time. 27 years, and we have written three dozen cookbooks. We're writing our three dozenth and one cookbook right now. We'll tell you more about that later down the line. But this is our podcast about food and cooking. We've got a one-minute cooking tip coming up. We're going to tell you when to splurge and skimp at the supermarket market given these increasingly inflationary times and we'll tell you what's making us happy in food this week so let's get started One minute cooking tip is about grating cheese. You know, it could be a mess. When you try and grate soft cheddar or grate a block of mozzarella, it just gets mushy sometimes and and you get a paste. We're talking even semi-firm mozzarella, not just even fresh mozzarella. Oh, which is almost impossible. So here's the trick. Freeze it for 20 minutes. You put your cheese in the freezer, not to freeze it hard, just so it firms up, and then you can grate it without a mess, without making that cheese paste. And let me also say about grating cheese while we're on it, if you haven't replaced your box grater in a while, now's the time. Because just like any blade, the blades on your box grater go dull over time, and dull blades eventually will not really cut anything. If you notice, for example, when you grate a carrot, that you end up with a lot of little shreds all over the counter, including the bigger shreds from the holes, then your blades are going dull and they're getting off center and all that stuff. Replace your box grater and not only will you grate better cheese, but you'll grate better vegetables too. And let me say this, if you're getting a new box grater and as Mark said, they're sharp, rather than shred the skin off your hands while you're (laughs) shredding your cheese and your vegetables, buy yourself a cut-proof glove. They sell them at hardware stores. They sell them on Amazon. You can get one of those, and you can shred all the cheese you want without getting your palm into the mix. Uh, Can I tell you a story before we go on to the next segment? That one time I was making an apple pie, Bruce does this. I was making an apple pie, and I was using a mandolin, not a box Mm. grater, but a mandolin to shred, cut thin slices of apples, and I wasn't wearing a cut-proof glove. And I wasn't using the hand guard, I know. And I took the skin off one of my knuckles and I couldn't find it among the apple pieces. <laughs> so that night, there was a little bit of meat in that apple pie. <laughs> wasn't vegetarian. No, it was no longer a vegan pie under any circumstances. But uh, anyway, don't let that happen to you. Learn from my <laughs> mistakes. Before we get to the next segment of our podcast, let me say that there's a Facebook group, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. You can find us there. You can connect with us. We'd love to hear more about your cooking adventures, too. We post these podcasts there, and you can even continue the conversations that we're having there on Facebook. Okay, on to the next segment, Splurging and Skimping at the Supermarket. I do most of the shopping in this house, so I kind of see what's happening with the prices. And I get dumbfounded at how expensive things like flour and milk have become. It's like right. crazy. Right. And so I'm always looking for ways to save money at the market. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard Mark and me talk about <laughs> using the store apps on your phone oh, where yes, you will please. get 
discounts, exclusive savings, special offers, and it will really help you save some money. And let me just say that Bruce does most of the shopping, if you don't know, because he's the chef in our duo. It's not just that I'm a princess. It is that. <laughs> but it's not just that I'm a princess. It's that, in fact, he is the chef. So he's creating most of the recipes for our books. So it's his list, mostly, to pay attention to. And he's right. Use those apps. And I should say that we, you probably know we live in rural New England, but we were in Silicon Valley to visit Bruce his family mm, a month ago about I don't know a while ago and uh, the prices in rural New England are nothing compared to oh, Silicon Valley goodness I couldn't believe it <laughs> I couldn't like either. just I thought it was a lot to spend you know 699 on a pint of high-end vegan ice cream here mm-hmm. that same vegan ice cream is 1099 in their local store. We, we went out to dinner with his sister one night and we stopped at a big up end chain in uh, Silicon Valley to buy some ice cream for dessert back home and Bruce wanted a bag of grapes for breakfast and so we bought five pints of ice cream and a bag of grapes and it was 65 bucks to walk out of that place I was like what wait what just happened to me explain that again so um, yes prices are high here in rural New England but they ain't nothing like Silicon Valley so let's talk about splurging and skimping okay one of the places that I always splurge in the supermarket is in the meat department I have a feeling that a lot of people feel this way that if you go and you see the meat is really cheap it's got to be a reason. So first thing is ask the butcher why it's this, priced to sell. This particularly works with ground meat in which there is pink slime and sludge and all that mm-hmm. added to expand the amount of ground meat. Um, better meat that is truly just ground meat is actually going to be more expensive. And that is a place to uh, splurge. And also, let's just say that, you know, be careful about less expensive poultry mm. and pork products. Let's just be careful because a lot of times, if you don't know, poultry is injected with a solution. You can see it on the label, may contain up to 15% of a solution. And this is a brine that does make the poultry tastier, but you're also paying for that solution. You're paying for water weight. Oh, great. eight ninety nine a pound for water weight. Yeah, you are. And, and you're doing that with pork products, too. Are. And let's face it, we have bought those super large packages of, of extra large boneless breasts sometimes. And yes, it has saved me a dollar a pound to buy them. Are they the best chicken I've ever eaten? No. no. They tend to be tough. No. They're not very flavorful. Yes. In poultry, you get what you pay for. So if you're looking for tender chicken, you're looking for flavorful, you're going to have to spend a little more. So the meat department is a place I splurge. Yes, but you can certainly figure out ways to skimp amongst the canned goods oh, and dry gosh, goods. Yes. And let me just say that if you don't know, many store brands are actually packaged by the same manufacturers who make the big-named brands. Mm-hmm. And in fact... Many times, it's just a different label or carton slapped (laughs) on the product. So consider store goods in the canned department and dry goods department perhaps your go-to. That is an excellent way to skim. Yeah, like beans. I mean, really, if you buy a store brand beans, I don't think you're going to notice a difference in your hummus all that much. And if you're buying unbleached flour... Right. You don't need to spend $9 for the five-pound bag if you're just baking a cake or cookies. or It's going to be the same with the store brand. Yes, exactly. And this goes even for packaged products like hummuses, like dips. Remember that the store brand is often just one of the big mm-hmm. brands repackaged. Mm-hmm. So just be really careful in what you buy. Now, are there differences in 
Homai? Is that the plural? Are there differences in homai out there? Of course there are. There are lots of differences. And in fact, some are much better than others. Some taste about like mayonnaise. Ugh. And some of them, I love mayonnaise, but not in my hummus. Some taste about like mayonnaise, and some have much more of that chickpea flavor. So are there differences? Of course. But also, just be a wary customer and know that packaging can be deceiving. Okay, here's a place that I splurge and skimp. So this is a weird one. Canned tomatoes. <laughs> I can skimp on canned tomatoes, just like Mark said, with the beans and all that other stuff. If I'm dumping them in a soup, if I'm, you know, making something where they're going to disappear, right. you know, inside right. of a pot roast, maybe. Right. But let's say I want to make just marinara sauce, or I want to make a bolognese sauce where the tomatoes are the key ingredient. Right. Then I'm going to splurge, and I'm going to get Nice San Marzano tomatoes, but be careful. Why, Mark? Uh, there's often, again, a packaging problem here. Mm. Many cans of San Marzano tomatoes say San Marzano style <laughs> tomatoes or Italian style tomatoes. Mm. Do not pay the up mark if it's San Marzano style. It's not worth it. Now, let me tell you another place here that's worth the splurge, in my opinion, and that is tomato paste. Tomato paste is most often added toward the end as a thickener or an enricher to a stew or a, pa a pan sauce or things like that. And cheaper varieties of tomato paste just won't cut it. They're nothing but sweet. If you go up a little bit and spend a little more on tomato paste and it lasts a long time in the toothpaste tube <laughs> in your fridge, if you're so willing to buy it that way and reseal it, the can is not really resealable, uh, no. that tomato paste is actually worth a buck more than the cheaper variety. While we're talking about tomatoes and produce, let me say also... A really good splurge is to pay the dues for a big box store because their yes. produce comes in large containers. You yes. may think, well, I don't eat that much, but Mark and I belong to one. And we have found that the produce we buy there. You know what we're talking about. We're talking about the big warehouse stores where you can't, where they ought to just charge your credit card $300 <laughs> when you walk in the door. You know but those We places. could buy giant bags of avocados and giant bags of peppers, and they're so much cheaper in the supermarket, they and they don't go bad before we eat them because we find that they are so fresh that the splurge of that membership saves us so much money through the year yeah. on produce. I, and uh, we do eat a lot of avocados in our house, and it is much cheaper to buy the big thing of avocados mm -hmm. at the big box store. But let me also say that you can skimp in a lot of ways on dairy mm -hmm. because, listen, the store brands also include organic dairy. And yep. if that matters to you, don't pay the buck or two bucks or however much more it is, the quid, if you're listening in the UK <laughs> or the Euro, up on the dairy stuff that is branded out and may not just be the store brand. In many cases, it's the same thing. Now, there are some manufacturers who insist that, let's say, their organic milk is only their organic milk. And you can do a little research and figure that out. But if you're going to pay up for organic milk, then skimp by buying the store's yeah. brand of organic milk. And when you're not talking organic, there is so little difference in the taste of standard milk from one brand to the other yes. that go ahead and buy the cheapest. But do look at the expiration date because sometimes your store might mark it down because it's going to expire tomorrow or the day after. Yeah. And if that's the case, uh, that's okay if you're going to use it right and, away. And, and, and you're saying this for the U.S. listeners to this podcast because 
because Europeans and others uh, put milk on the shelf for shelf, about 700 years. Yeah, they have shelf-stable, aseptic packaging. <laughs> I know Mark and I were in Europe, we were in Spain last year, and <laughs> there was no fresh dairy milk to be had anywhere. No. All the milk was on the shelves no, of course. with the Coke. As well, <laughs> Can I dare say as it should be? But okay, I'm not going to add that part. I'm just going to say that there you go. This is really an important part to skimp. Frozen fruits and vegetables are really great because when you find them on sale, you can buy a couple packages and squirrel them away. And if you don't know, many vegetables are picked unripe and are quote unquote ripened or let us just say change color in transit to your supermarket. But frozen vegetables and fruits most often must be picked very close to ripeness because they are often flash frozen either right in the field or within a couple hours of coming out of the field. And therefore the strawberries, let's say, and the frozen strawberries have to be picked very close to ripeness. Mm -hmm. So remember frozen vegetables are are at times a deal, and if you can find them on sale, stock up. Okay, I want to talk about a splurge, jarred pasta sauce. And Mm. here's why I think that. When I go to the store and I look at the jarred pasta sauces that are $1.99, look at the label. They're made with sugar, they're made with corn syrup, they're made with reconstituted tomatoes. When you look at the more expensive jars, they tend to have no added sweeteners. They're made from fresh tomatoes. So read the labels there. I do personally think the flavor of the higher-end jarred pasta sauces is worth the splurge. They are. But here's the thing. Pasta is not. Mm. And you can skimp on pasta, and I know that there are all those nasty Italian husbands <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram who are so snotty about North America. I just hate them. They're so snotty about everything is terrible in North America. Listen, uh, is is pasta, is there a great variety of pasta? Yes, there is. Are there great differences amongst dried pastas, particularly in North America? Yes, there are. But if you're looking for good semolina pasta, then, you know, you don't have to go for the most expensive imported brand. You can skip that kind of, dare I say, Italian husband-induced marketing, and you can buy a decent semolina pasta dried for less money without all the falderols. Including store brands. Including Including store brands. brands. And the same thing goes for oats. If you're making oatmeal, that kind of stuff, listen, the store brand is going to save you money over the other stuff, and it mostly comes out of the same facility. And I, I should just say, just remember, if you or someone you know is either celiac or has a wheat allergy in some way, remember, oats are only good for you if they are certified gluten-free. Mm. Oats are processed mostly in the same right. facilities that process wheat, and there can be wheat dust residual on the oats. So, mm. you know, great. Pay for certified uh, gluten-free oats, but buy the store brand. Seriously. And the last one on our list, butter. <laughs> if you're eating butter on toast, if you're eating butter mm. just from the stick form, mm. if you're just eating butter... Eating a stick of butter. That's what I meant. If you're just <laughs> eating it from the stick... Oh, God. Then Gross. you splurge and you get really 
good butter. If you're baking cookies with it, I know a lot of people are going to argue with me on this. And don't argue with me. It does not going to make a difference in the cake if you use store brand when, butter. When, when, well, I was in grad school in Madison, Wisconsin. This is long before Dr. Now and my 600-pound life. Um, there was a guy brought into the UW-Madison Hospital, and I was famous with some of the docs and residents there just as graduate school friends. And this guy had been brought in. He had to be airlifted out of his house. He was huge, you know, 800 pounds. And he lost like 100 pounds. Unfortunately, the guy did die pretty quickly of heart failure. But he did lose like 100 pounds in the first week. And I said to one of the docs, I said, how come, how could this guy lose 100 pounds in a week? And the answer was they took him off his daily snack of two sticks of butter. <laughs> so, yes, that would cause you to lose some weight to stop oh, eating I two just... sticks of butter a day. I wonder mm. if he skimped or splurged on that But butter. just remember this. And we keep saying, go ahead and order those tacos because everybody on my 600 pound life has a girlfriend or a boyfriend so don't worry about it you if, won't be alone if that's if you're not eating the tacos well, somebody you're worried, is bringing don't them worry. somebody's bringing them those tacos right i know but it's like come on you know like i i starved myself all through my early 30s so that i would be thin and you know be able to attract a guy like bruce oh it goes back to my just my basic philosophy there's someone for everyone. And, and I know Mark yeah, doesn't agree with me, but no, there is someone for everyone. I have much more tragic vision of life. But anyway, <laughs> I starved myself. I should have just been eating the tacos. Because, you know, what did it matter? Well, anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> so those are our splurge and skimp bits for this podcast. Thanks for listening in. Let me remind you that we do have a newsletter. It's not necessarily connected to this podcast. It comes out a about twice a month. Sometimes the recipes that appear in this podcast appear in the newsletter a week later, a few days later, <laughs> sometimes a couple weeks later. Again, it comes out about twice a month. You can sign up for that by going to our website, bruceandmark.com or cookingwithbruceandmark.com. Either way, it goes to the same place. Uh, you can sign up there. And again, as I always tell you, I do not capture your name or your email. I don't even see it. I just see the numbers go up or down on the number of subscribes and unsubscribes. And I don't allow the service to capture it either. So you can you can always subscribe and you can always unsubscribe whenever you want to. You can find that on our website, the form. Scroll down the splash page and you'll find it. All right. Our last segment, what's making us happy in food this week? Chinese ribs. Oh I have gosh. developed a way. You so have. if you have watched any of my TikTok videos on our TikTok channel, Cook Me and Bruce and Mark, you have seen me make char siu chicken and char siu pork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have taken my char siu marinade, which I have perfected at this point with fermented red tofu mm -hmm. and soy and brown sugar and vinegar You're and ginger. Fermented Red tofu is just not your ever. You, it's not a splurge or a skimp item. That's just ridiculous. But go on. And I puree that all up. And I what I we had company over the other night, and I cut up a rack of baby back ribs, and I put them in a Ziploc bag, and I poured this red, sweet, luscious marinade over it all day. I put them in the air fryer, and I gave them about ten minutes at three seventy-five. I turned them ten more minutes. They were luscious. They were delicious. And at that same dinner, what's making me happy into this week, <laughs> were the red oil dumplings. Bruce made the pork dumplings, the Asian dumplings that are so-called red oil dumplings. And he put a ton, which is really nice for me, a ton of cucumbers and chopped up scallions and peanuts and all that around them. So it wasn't just the dumplings. And he put fresh 
green Sichuan peppercorns, mm-hmm. which were super numbing. And then he poured a hot sizzling oil over the top. It was ridiculous. And I can say that four people ate. How many dumplings? There were 57 dumplings. Mm, four people ate 57. I don't know why my stomach hurt And the whole rack of ribs. I don't know why my stomach hurt at <laughs> And how many, gla- how many bottles of champagne? Okay, that I was very careful about. But <laughs> the rest of it, um, I don't know why my stomach hurt. But boy, it was so good. It was worth the stomach ache at midnight. Okay, so I played bridge for an hour on my phone and then fell asleep. <laughs> so it was worth it because those red oil dumplings were so delicious and I can't wait to have them again. That's our podcast for this week. Thanks for joining us in our passion of food and cooking. We're glad you're a part of this journey and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or however we can. And every week we tell you what's making us happy in food. So tell us what's making you happy in food this week on our Facebook page, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. If it's really great, we'll share it and talk about it here on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.